No, Mrs. Punt, please don't leave. I do realise that he was completely out of line. I want nothing to do with your family and your tawdry love lives. Why don't we head back to my office and we can work out the details of your payout? Finally, some sense. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJK Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast and we just get stuck into the recent Neighbours episodes that have aired. I'm Vaya Pashos. I have Beck Dahl in the Pirate Net Studios today. Hello. Uh, hello, I'm excited. Beck's our resident legal eagle in that she is a working lawyer. Yep, law and football. They're the only things I know, Vaya. <laughs> It just so happens that it's coming up to the AFLW Grand Final this weekend. It is. With my team, the Adelaide Crows. Go Crows. Oh, nice. And what's the other team? Carlton. I mean, they're fine. She said that, Beck said that, with the biggest glare in her eyes. Yeah, it hurt to talk about. <laughs> Who do you think – now, Yashvi Rebecca's got AFL aspirations. Who do you think she would play for? Well, I think she'd play for the Adelaide Crows because Paul went to Adelaide to play for the Adelaide Crows oh, way back when. Paul McLean. Correct. So I think there's probably a Ramsey Street tradition of going to play for the Adelaide right. Crows. So I'm very confident. <laughs> CJ and Kate are busy this weekend. They'll be back in a while. But if you're one of our patrons at patreon.com slash neighbourspod, CJ and I did a bonus Neighbite episode recapping the return of Imogen Willis. Yes, my people. Oh, she – and will there will be more to be said about Imi today in this episode. But uh, for our initial thoughts, jump over to Patreon. We have actually like four new patrons at the moment, which is thrilling me to no end. Sammy S has come in at to rage level. Jessica, money bags level. Whoa. I can't even fathom what's happening here. That's amazing. Georgia, Georgia P at to rage level and another to rage, Olivia S. Have all jumped on board lately. Woohoo! Jessica, please opt out at any time. Like, you know, I just worry, like, like money bags. She might um, be she down might go to luck. jail. Yeah, if, if jail does come up for you, Jess. Feel free to opt out. That's fair. Jump back on once you've got your bag of apples sorted. A new thing on Patreon, Beck. This is Neighbours Council business, in case anyone doesn't know. It's where we go through the administrative issues mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. Neighbours Council. Patreon has this app and on the app it, they've got Lens. It's called Lens and it's essentially Instagram stories or Snapchat. And I can do behind the scenes videos. And we just did one. We just put it up from Beck's Pirate Net Studios today that she's letting me squat in. And... The videos disappear after 24 hours. So if you just download the app so you can always check, it'll send you notifications. And any patron level from Dr. Carl and above can see those lens videos. And we've had a couple of new additions to the Neighbours Council on Facebook. Our discussion group, which is always hopping lately. There's a lot being said, isn't there? It's good. Even down to Dr. Kathy, friend of the show, who was admiring Piper's cat pants. Oh, they were quite a lot, weren't they? And then just went out and bought them. So you can go see Kathy wearing Piper's cat pants. That's amazing. And we asked people where they listen to podcasts, what they're doing. Jenny says she's cleaning the house. Oh, yeah. I feel you, Jenny. I Admirable. You. Mm. The only trick is you can't do any noisy cleaning. No, you miss a bit with the vacuum. Mm. Matt in the bath. Oh. Or while playing Tetris on his laptop in the UK. Oh, hopefully not. 
the laptop in the bath because that would be dangerous. Yes, yeah, it lives on the edge. Tetris I have not played for legit 25 years. but no, I, I didn't think anyone had. I appreciate Matt bringing it back. And Helen Harris, who I got excited because that's Kate Hudson's character in Raising Helen mm-hmm. at lunchtime. Um, we had someone called Elizabeth Gilbert join <gasps> and I thought, again, I thought it was... Yeah, the, Eat, Pray, Neighbours. Yeah, the famous author. And she was talking about the character Stingray and I thought she could pen a memoir called Stingray Love. <gasps> I would read that 100%. Yeah, ebook. Neighbours Council Business is just bursting at the seams this week, Beck. so bear with me. I'm strapped in. Neighbours Pod just got nominated for another podcast award. Woohoo! <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. This year it's the best fan cast category. Every year we're in a different category. What a mix it up. Keeps it exciting. And I'm really excited because we're against a Handmaid's Tale podcast that I really love called oh. Eyes on Gilead. Wow. So I'm already planning a crossover episode with them. Wow, that's quite so I'm pumped. Quite involved. But thank you, everybody, for your continued support with all of that. That's thrilling. And we'll, of course, do Sydney episodes and keep you posted from up there when the awards happen in May. Beck, something yes. happened on Wednesday. We had an event. It was so much fun. So we went to see uh, Sheila and Clive. I know they have real names, but they're Sheila and Clive to me in their Melbourne Comedy Show Festival, Man Up and Take the Pain. It was so fun. So there was a whole lot of neighbours, I guess, alumni and friends of. And I was a bit nervous going by myself. I thought, I don't really know a lot of people, but I didn't want to miss out. I had the most fun. I mean, the show was great. Faye, you and I got to be on stage for a hot minute. And Beck was the star of the day, I've got to say. I I was a little bit humiliated. I think, to be honest, I would have been the star if not up against one of the most attractive young men I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was like a catalogue model. Yeah, so I I was limited in my options there. I've shared the video from that show on Twitter, Neighbours Pod, if you want to see the catalogue model that we were competing against. And I got so nervous. I was like Cindy Brady on The Brady Bunch when she has to go on TV and she just freezes. Like I went up on stage and Colette gave me an instruction and I could not think and breathe and talk at the same time. It was a lot. It just dawned on me in that moment that acting is hard. See, I had the opposite reaction. I was like, I am coming alive on stage. (laughs) I was like, there was a bit in my head where I was like, could I? I was like, is Colette going to go in tomorrow and say, I think I've uncovered a talent? I was exactly the opposite because I've always wanted the neighbours crew to like be bringing me in for a walk on. But suddenly I thought, oh, no. Well, you could walk on as long as I there were no on. words. Yeah, you'd yeah. be fine. Which I've done before. But also, oh, clang. In, well, in my extras days. Oh, yes. I, it's, I'm ashamed to admit that. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be. Um, but it was also fun. Afterwards, we went and had a drink and, um, you know, Colette had a drink with us, which was like really exciting and I got a photo with her. And she had to get up at the crack of dawn the next day. So I am just really hoping she is still standing in a couple of weeks. We'll probably know the episode when, when it was the yes. day after. She'll look tired. And actually, Beck, Colette gave you a scoop. <gasps> she did. She said to me that there's a storyline coming up that as a lawyer is going to frustrate me. And I was like, please tell me more, Colette, man. But that was all she gave me, wasn't it? And in classic Colette fashion, she go, She said that the writers said they were fudging it. Oh, we're just fudging it a bit. And she goes, no, this is the whole chocolate cake. Oh, it was beautiful. I was like, is this Colette or Sheila? Who am I talking yeah. to? I don't know. Um, but that was fun. And everyone there was fun. And I was like, I can talk about neighbours freely mm. and no one will judge me. 
It actually reminded me quite a lot of the event we had a couple of years back in London when I did the live gig from Kentish Town. People just walked through the door and were immediately talking about neighbours and no one was uncomfortable. It was great. I had a conversation with a whole group of people about how I had um, probably, let's call them sexual feelings for Mark Brennan and... Yes, there was some judgment, but not the judgment that I would get in the outside world. Yeah, there was there was a lengthy conversation about who had who was partial to who. Yes, and I think Leo Tanaka won, just for the record. But of course, yum. <laughs> and I got to say a shout out to Annie and Lucy who came along from winning tickets yes. on, on our Facebook page, and Al and Mr Gilmore, who are long term neighbours supporters. Lovely to hang with those dudes and they did get stuck into the Clojitos and I've got a lot of photos that he took of us, that they took of us. Brilliant. And I think captured us in our best light. It was so a fun time. Neighbours Council has photos and at time of record, there's still like three weeks left of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So if you'll be in around the city any night because Colette and Jeff are doing the show literally every day. And get it, look, I was belly laughing like I was hysterically laughing and they're just so natural and easy with each other and the audience interaction stuff is very very low stress yeah it is like there's one person just had to hold a camera and it was great well, and even that was great yeah and, was... He, and he didn't do it properly but it doesn't didn't matter and that made it better I yeah. think so go take and it's really family friendly I found like yeah. it was really fun so if you've got younger like if you've got tweens that want to yeah. go to the comedy festival take them to that comedyfestival.com.au for man up and take the pain and keep an eye on the neighbours council because I've uh, snuck into the back pocket of the publicist and she's going to help me out with some more giveaways. Amazing. But keep an eye on the Facebook page because that's where I'll do it because it's nice and quick to contact people. Okay, one more item. This is going to be a sour note. Hate speech in the neighbours fandom. Shut it down. Everyone who's prejudiced, who's left trollish comments, well, firstly, you wouldn't be finding this podcast. No, no, we that, are not your people. That would be weird. Unless you're like listening to a, a nice person who's a fun person and you're like listening over their shoulder. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe. If you've left a trollish comment on any pe- person's social media, that's not like, I'm not talking about cheeky, tongue in cheek, in good fun stuff that we do. And we don't tag people unless no. we're being nice to them. Just have a glass and shut the fuck up. It's so unnecessary. Like, how does it make your life better to criticise someone who is just doing their job or just, I don't know, living their lives? Get over yourself. Exactly. There's been some new cast announcements and there's been some really exciting ones, some really new, really innovative decisions having a a trans performer on the show. Her name is Georgie Stone and she is one of the most amazing young women. I've come across her through um, some of the work I've done at Joy at the radio and she is a phenomenon. She is amazing and I have no doubt she's going to be fantastic. I can't wait till she's on the screen and she's I think also related to the actor Greg Stone who played Sonia's father. Yes. At some point rest in peace Sonia. We've all moved on. The street's moved on. Yeah no one's noticed. Also, Ariel Kaplan rejoined the cast for a guest stint and she copped a lot of flack just for playing an annoying person. Yeah, like that doesn't mean she's an annoying person. And in fact, if she is making the character so annoying, I would suggest that means she's doing a bloody good job. And even if she does annoy you in real life, just move along and have a seat because you don't have to interact with her. Correct. You probably annoy people a lot in real life. Anyway. So in spirit of people being dicks and how I wish they wouldn't. 
I'm just going to try and be a bit more positive in Neighbours going forward. We're still going to like tear things to shreds that warrant it. Yes. But we are going to celebrate the things that brought us joy. Let's get our positive poly pants on. And starting with what brought us joy, let's do a deep dive into the episode that aired on Monday, the 25th of March, Greek Independence Day, if you yeah. will. Congratulations. And what better way to celebrate Greek Independence Day than having another Greek member of the street return? Yes. And that's Imogen Willis because she is half Greek. Now, last time I dropped out of Neighbours was during Imogen's time. So Imogen is new to me. What? Yeah, I'd never met her before. Sometimes I have to remember it's a TV show, but I'd never come across her before. Wow. So this oh. has been really new and exciting for me. Well, I've gone on my own journey with Immy, much like her mother's. Immy and Tarage, like, I've gone on similar journeys. And at first I thought, oh, God, they're irritating me till the end of time. But then I felt that I would miss them when they weren't in scenes. Yeah. And I really needed them. I think Immy is a bit of a mini Tarage. Yeah. Like, she's her mother's daughter. Yes. And also I've realised I see a lot of early 20s me in Imogen. Mm. In Mm -hmm. that uh, she's, okay, she's very ambitious. She's, like, perfectionist high achiever, wanting to play by the rules. As yep. Monica says on Friends, the rules make things fun. That's right. And she was living alongside – this is where we deviate a little bit. She was living alongside her golden boy athlete twin brother. Yes. who And her, like, independent fun sister who was living in Canada. Yeah, true. So a few people have observed online that they don't remember Piper and Imogen having such a fraught relationship, but I want to point out that – that it didn't really even interact that much. So it was hard to be fraught. Yeah. Piper came in late in the game and then Josh carked it and then Imogen went off to America. Yeah, case closed. Who was Imogen's love interest? Well, that was part of her plight, really. She was forever lovelorn. Yeah. She had the horn for Mark Brennan. For- I mean, don't we all? I mean, let's but be honest. She tried to like um, hit on him at the multi-generational speed dating night at the waterhole. Brilliant. And she was still at school and she had crushes on everyone, but no one ever returned the feelings. And then she had a big, big beefy crush on Daniel Robinson. Oh, yes. And I loved this story because I could relate to it a lot that he, you know, he didn't return her feelings. He liked her friend, Blanda, till they got stuck down the well on, little Emmy got stuck down the well on Amber's wedding day with Daniel and declared her love for him. And he knocked her back and was like, nah, we're just friends. So she, you know, thought she'd get over it. But then eventually he broke up with Amber and got together with Imogen. Oh. Which never happens in life. No, that's not a thing. Okay. Yeah, the awkward girl does not get with the basic model-esque hippie guy. Well, now I know all of that. What I want for her this time around is either just like a big dirty root or like a massive romantic love story. Well, the problem is they married her off to Daniel Robinson. Yeah, but once while you're in Aaron's bro. Exactly. Know, and I think he's gonna know. I think he's very free spirited, so I think he'd give it a bit of free love, like yeah. what happens in Aaron's bra stays in Aaron's bra. Although her options are limited now I think about it. Well actually Mary, friend of the show, Judafruit on Twitter, posited that maybe she could hook up with Mark. <sighs> and like fulfill the student crush. She what had. and finally someone will have his child? <laughs> Well, that's what they do to successful women on Nebs. They knock them up and send them away. I wondered if her and Toadie could hook up, but is that a bit weird? Um, I don't think my brain's ready to process okay. that. 
Uh, and I think she'd be fighting for Amy to get first in line. Oh yeah, Amy will be like, "Catch you later, Gazcan." Once Toadie comes back, because <laughs> that's going to be the next story is who's going to be Toadie's yeah. love interest, His next love. And you know what? Amy is very prepared for that role because I first became aware of Zoe Crammond on Seven Channel Seven drama Packed to the Rafters. Oh yes, one of those classically titled TV shows where the title reflects the surname of the family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she came in when. Ben Rafter or whatever his name is, his missus passed away. Oh, Mel, yes. Yeah. And oh, that's right. She was the next like sweet, good natured girl that was there to win over his heart after his he lost his love. Mm. The thing is about Imogen's law degree is that she did a year of it here at yep. Erinsborough High. And then she got poached. She got headhunted. Naomi Canning put in a good word over at the WrestleMania group in California. As you do. And they have a big legal team. And so they like sponsored her to come and do the rest of her degree at like Berkeley or somewhere. That, okay. I'm trying to do the maths. It's not working for me. Actually, someone on Wednesday night asked me how long it took to do a law degree because they were confused by this. And I explained that for most people, it's about five years. For me, it was five and a half because when I was about to graduate, um, they told me that I'd failed a subject in first year because I was didn't go to uni <laughs> and I had to do a whole other semester just for one subject but for people like not like me five years and I don't think she's had five years she's, in which to do it she's had four so and I think on Imogen's accelerated life plan yeah, I reckon like her brother's died she's trying to grab life by the balls I reckon she may have done a summer school yeah she strike me as yeah. a summer school time we, and, and maybe chuck a bit of winter school in there yeah get it done autumn school spring yeah. school yeah she would have done it all I don't know how she got leave from, I guess, the WrestleMania law firm. What sort of law do you reckon they need her for there? Media law? I was thinking either that or like um, insurance, personal injury sort of thing because, you know, like the wrestlers would get injured. And then also like my limited knowledge of wrestlers is sometimes they're not great at being humans. So maybe like (laughs) defamation or like when they say the wrong thing on Twitter, that sort of thing. I think there's a lot of scope actually. I'm now considering it as a career choice. (laughs) Beck, what flavour of the law do you practice? I do family law. So if you're in the market for a divorce, I'm your gal. Yeah, you could be found on the Neighbours Council. People can, That's people right. can seek you out. And, and we... unlike Toadie, I actually specialise in the area of law I do. So, Yes, uh, rather than the mixed bag over at Rebecca hmm. Law. Yeah. And actually, funnily enough, you can enjoy the work of Beck Dahl, other than her own shows, which we'll plug at the end on Joy, but over on our sister podcast Buddy Watch, Beck helped CJ and I recap Australian football-based drama Playing for Keeps. That was the best. That was so fun. That's going to come back again. Yeah, they're, and they're I can't wait. Just started filming. Oh, yes. Olympia Valance, Madeline West. I mean, what a good time. Christos Pappas, RIP. Yeah, RIP. In that TV series, one of the characters was gunning to make partner. Mm. And then since that aired, Beck's made partner. Actually, that's true. I was like Maddie in the end. Yeah, that was yeah. actually maybe that's what made it happen. Maybe we when we come back. I can like angle for like you know how um what was her name Double Denim was trying to become a social media yes. um, influencer maybe I can like try and gun for that yeah let's make Buddy Watch our vision board great mm. so Family Law I had some questions coming up we'll put a pin in this but I want to discuss 
the uh, Brennan family oh, situation and what legalities may lie in there. But Imogen's back to work at Toadie's law firm, which, you know, who knows what. And her first order of business was to help Leo Tanaka draft up an apology letter <laughs> for punting Mrs. Punt uh, in the forecourt with the Valentine's Day heart I've display. I've never had so much fun as watching Leo's apology. It was a beautiful time. I actually, in my head, remembered it longer than it lasted because I've been talking about it all week to anyone yep. who listened. I'm like, you should have seen Neighbours on Monday, Leo's apology. And to me, in my head, it went for four minutes. I reckon, so to break it down, what I really enjoyed firstly was who was there, like the crew. So, obviously Imogen, because you bring your lawyer. Obviously, poor old Mrs. Punt, who's got some attitude, let's be honest. And then what you do is you bring in your dad, you bring your ex-girlfriend, and you bring your ex-girlfriend's daughter who you're rooting. They are the cast that one brings to one's apology, I feel. And I love when he actually asked Piper to come along with him, Leo. He's like, oh, do you want to... come with me to this apology she's like yeah and I feel like Piper is in her head doing the mental maths of who was going to be there she's like that sounds like a good time <laughs> exactly but just to, like I spent a lot of time trying thinking through Trey's Paul Leo Piper like more time than was necessary and if you take it a step further Piper Tyler Imogen because because oh, yes. Imogen played strip poker and had a makeout sesh with Tiles I mean sure why not yeah but the mother, father, like... And that Imi's now married to Paul's nephew. Oh, yeah. Didn't it? Oh, God. Um, I think out of all the combinations, actually, Therese and Paul and makes the most sense, obviously. And then on the face of it, I thought Piper and Leo made sense. But then I forgot Piper was only 19. She said that in an episode later in the week and I was like... Jesus, love, you've lived a big life for someone who's 19. She's a teenager. She's lived abroad, got essentially uh, mistreated by a boyfriend who tried to kidnap her while she was back here, got, you know, rammed by a ute in the Tanak Packers. A lot's gone on. Was she she in the hot oil balloon crash? Mm, I can't remember, but let's just say Well, she was still affected. She was affected, yeah. And then her brother died. How old is Leo? Hard to say. I think 30 because his mum was in the show in the late 80s, like 1990 or something. I would have thought early 30s. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't do love who you love as long as it's legal is usually my saying. Yeah. So whatever. But it's just, I mean, dinner's uncomfortable, isn't it? Family dinner, family apologies, all those sorts of things. Roll in the hay in the uh, mezzanine. She's worried a lot of people in that mezzanine. Yeah, she's up to a third. Uh, Piper, I think, she's just an exhibitionist. She is because, I mean, look, we've opened the can of worms now. But I was like, the mezzanine doesn't have walls. Nope. And as I understand it, underneath is like the communal area. Yeah. So either Piper's got a lot of restraint or she does not care. Who knows what she's up to? And amen to her. But And I know backpackers, like, everyone's pretty free and easy, fast and loose with the etiquette. But you want to at least not bone in the same communal area no, as the other people. I'm playing eight ball or looking for my cereal with my name on it, I don't think I want to hear Piper and whichever old mate it is up in the Tanak Packers. Anyway, the one The me. one communal activity they could have done with everyone in the rec area is watch romantic comedies, but they didn't even want to do that in public. No. I've got a lot of questions that may never have answers, so... 
Yeah. So anyway, they're friends with that. Friends with Benefits. They watched Friends with Benefits. Yeah, I loved that. They watched the Mila Kunis movie before engaging in a little bit of Mila Kunis. Just for research. Yeah. And now they're living it out. Yeah. <laughs> but also the other thing is Teray seems very annoyed about the whole thing and I'm like, mm, hello, Pot, it's the kettle. You're black. Everyone's more annoyed than they are grossed out. Yeah, because I don't think it's that gross. I think it's extremely gross. Really? Because, like, if I would it, I've had a couple of stepdads, you know, and I can't think of anything more heinous than like engaging in a relationship with my mum's ex. You know what it is? Because I think that I never bought Therese and Leo as a proper no. couple, and so I never put him in the role mm. as stepdad, and I think that's why I haven't been grossed out by it. Yeah, sometimes the story rings true. Yeah. And in this case, it was very much whatever their names are. Tim and Rebecca came to work one day and were like, what does this group say? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good chat. This is what we're doing. There was no chemistry. The only thing I just – and look, again, this is me overthinking. Neighbours, shocking. But I find the way that Leo calls her pipes really paternalistic. <laughs> like I know that's her nickname, but there's something about the way he says it to her that I find a bit off. The whole thing's off. Even I was outraged when she and Tyler were this long-term couple, but I could acknowledge that they had chemistry and that the fans yeah. appreciated it. So I did see that there was merit there. But it's not that Tim and Beck are doing a bad job. No, amen to them. Just sometimes you don't have that no. you don't have that je ne sais quoi. Whereas Therese and Paul smoking hot. Yeah. Love it. And they're now they're in a settled relationship and yeah. it's cute. I like it. Sorry, I distracted from the apology. And also, I think people need to stop saying croquet because that is not okay. No K. No K. That's it's, right. Leo came up with it as a code word for when he and Pipes would engage in relations, but then immediately just sang like a canary and said, hey, hey, Chloe, <laughs> do you want to hear my secret sex word? I know. I'm like, Leo, stop. Stop. So he's, this is just the, one of the greatest scenes in recent times, the apology. I deeply regret the incident that occurred on the 18th of February at Lassiter's Hotel. I made an error of judgment and harmed Mrs. Verapant, who did not deserve it. Yeah, Leo, in this public a... just slow down a bit, will you? He doesn't seem very sorry. I love that he he doesn't even get, like, two words out and Paul's like, you need to slow down. It was 100% like a primary school child yes. getting up in front of the assembly at school and reading out a, sh- a nice short story they've written that the teacher really wants to have get, get them up there and boost their confidence and give it a go. It was so awkward. And then I loved that it was going to also be published in the newspaper. I All I want in my life is to read the published version of that letter. I'm also like, is Tim Collins like desperate for content this way? And like we've just had like the New Zealand shooting. Correct. Brexit's coming. Bloody New South Wales election, federal election in Australia is coming up. Like, there's shit you can print. Yeah. You're better than that, Tim Collins. Ugh. Not a phrase often said, but you are better than that. Like, if this is what's wrong with the world is that your Tim Collinses aren't fighting white supremacy in the mainstream media. Correct. <laughs> Getting bogged down with this. And just wonder, like, it was like Leo had never seen words on a piece of paper before and had to form them with his mouth. <laughs> The best thing ever. I understand he was reticent to be apologetic. Mm. But when you legally are obligated to do so, so that you're not sued. Correct. But also, like, if I'm Mrs. Punt, I do not give two shits about him reading me an apology. Not two no. shits. You know what I want? Some money. Yeah. That's and that's all I and want. Immy, thank God for Immy. 
Exactly. She, she was like, we'll take this into the office and work out the remuneration. Yeah. There. Compensation is what this is about, not apology. Jesus Christ. In fact, she was probably annoyed that they even went the apology route to begin and with. No one seemed to have gotten her a drink or like poor Mrs. Pum was just schlepped up to the penthouse and for no apparent reason. And Paul never doesn't get people drinks at that place. No, there's like a whole bar. And how does Beck, young Leo, and at one point Therese calls him a kid, like this boy. <laughs> the boy's just... Giving it a go. He's had a hard time lately. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he's been rooting three quarters of this room. And that's that's his breaking point. And he goes, no, I've moved on. I've moved on with Piper, your daughter. Yeah, her, right here. I'm rooting her. Oh, well done, Leo. And then Mrs. Punt pipes back up and, well, I don't need to be part of your tawdry family affairs. Which actually is the point if I was Mrs. Punt, I would have like settled in for that. I would have just been like, can we talk more about this? (laughs) You don't have to pay me as much if you just tell me what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I want detail. One of the other lines of the ep is when Imogen, I forgot who she was talking to, possibly Ned, her brother, and she's like, I don't understand what the go is with Leo, why everyone's so into him. He's a liability. Yes, I think that was Ned when they were outside Lassiter's. And I was like, yeah, fair play. But the dimples, that's why. Yeah, if, she, if she'd asked Chloe, yeah. Chloe would have sort of yeah. sorted her out. Now... It's great that Immy's resolved that case because she's got a big and looming. Oh, mate. Now, Beck, when you are soliciting for new clients. Sure, let's use that word. (laughs) Do you just um, wander about town? Do you ambulance chase the way Imogen seems to be? (laughs) Not ever once. Not ever once. Do you maybe on a Valentine's Day just walk around and see who's looking a bit down in the doldrums, maybe they need a bit of family law advice. Yep, just throw my card out, restaurants, you know. Imogen, uh, her ears are pricked up that she's wondering why Finn hasn't been sentenced yet. Evil, what is he, amnesiac terrorist Millsy, I'm calling him these days. Wow, that's quite a title. Mm. What She finds herself at the hospital. She's trying to figure out what's he done and everyone tells her what hasn't he done. Correct. He has done he, – he's been busy, yeah. let's be honest. He's done literally every crime ever. And then he got his own personal crime tour of the street later in the week, which reminded me of like, you know, when you're in London and you go on like a Jack the Ripper tour or something and they're like, these are the scenes of his crimes. That's what it – and in this house, you groomed a teenager. In fact, Roberta Williams, like crime wife, gangland wife, got – um, under, uh, under fire a few years back for running a ganglands tour of Melbourne. Like, oh, there's the Italian restaurant where... Well, I've got to say, David Tanaka and Carl Kennedy were doing their very own version of that. This was so that they could try and jog Finn's memory. I I wish they would really fast forward whatever they're doing with Finn's amnesia. Oh, see, I don't. I love a long game. And I reckon Robert Millsy Mills has become the king of the long game. <laughs> like, he really... The last time when he was, you know, when we discovered he was evil, there was a lot of long game. But what I'm wanting is every episode I'm looking at it and I'm like, wink at me, Millsy. Let me know. Let me know that you're in there. Yeah, because I'm always getting frustrated when Neighbours holds our hand much, too much throughout the yeah. the evil plot. Like with um, Nanny Alice. Yes. She's kept twirling her moustache like, I'm going to make some poisonous cookies. <laughs> I am evil. <laughs> yeah. But now they're not and I'm freaked out. Oh, I love it because I'm... Uh, 150% convinced that he's still evil. 
This is a show. But Beverly Robinson, who I had to Wikipedia because she was not in my era. Yeah, who's – what's her relationship? So, played by Shauna O'Grady, she was married to Jim Robinson at some oh. point, So, which makes her Paul's oh. stepmom. Can I just do a sidebar? Did we have to see dear, dead Jim Robinson again? Honestly, this is a note written in my book, Jim Robinson for fuck's sake. Jimmy Bauble, my new children's entertainer that I'm pitching. <laughs> Jimmy Bauble – Jim Rob in the Christmas bauble haunting Paul came back for another turn and then Paul filled in Bev on yeah. how he lost his tiny mind over Christmas. Correct. Actually, if she was married to Jim, she should have changed her name by now. Move on, Bev. Yeah, she was Beverly Marshall. All oh, right, okay. Initially. So, yeah, she really should go back. Yeah. In fact, name changing. I'm going to put a pin on that too. because <laughs> I know what it's going to be. some shit to say about that. I actually don't care about Paul's daddy issues either. No. Whatever. Who cares, Paul? And, and any time I'm triggered by the words Robinson Pines. They are. It's like you read my mind. This is a note in my book. What do I care less about, Finn's brother or Robinson Pines? That's a, t- that's, whew, that's a tough one. Literally, I've never cared less about two things that were allowed on television and in my life. Robinson Pines, I know he's naming it after his dad, but it sounds like a retirement community. Yes. Or where you go to rehab. Yes, which, to Actually, be honest, we pro- they probably need yeah, one like of those. Get one in there. That would be a better use of everyone's M- time. Move Everything's Anonymous from the community centre over to Robinson Pines. That's right. Do not care. What I do care about is, yeah, so Millsy, they send uh, – Beverly Robinson says, no, he's definitely got amnesia because of tests I did. Yeah, just tests. Yeah, they send him off on his tour of duty and Carl's like, I'm not going to be there as a doctor. Yeah. I'm going to be there as Carl Kennedy who lived – nearby whose wife he tried to do over. I just really think both Carl and Susan need to get their noses the freak out of Millsy's business. Like, you are too much, Carl and Susan. And Susan, like, every three seconds is giving her own, like, just little amnesia medical advice. Well, when I had amnesia, no one cares, Susan. Literally no one cares. And even if he had, like, pneumonia or something else, like, he still needs a bit of rest. Yeah, like, just... Give him a minute. Oh, but Millsy's crime to her. <laughs> what? <laughs> crime to her. It was just so good. This is Tuesday night's app. If you've got I friends. Know, sorry, if, I've gone to Tuesday. No, but it's fine. If you've got friends that, um, that have lapsed in their viewing habits and they want to get up to speed on everything that Millsy did to the street, whack it on to Tuesday the 26th of March yeah. because that is a potted history. And it was just so hilariously done. Like when Piper was giving him the monologue about Xanthi and then she goes, and then you stole my pills and gave them to Susan Kennedy. And he's like, oh, I didn't know they were your pills. I'm like, that's not entirely the point, Millsy. And he kept just – all Millsy can do is his frowny face. Yeah. Because it's, everything's very upsetting. And my favourite point of the tour was when he got to Erin Sparrow High. Yes. And firstly – ding, 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 new character and who I thought was just going to be a non-speaking extra, it was the vice principal. Yeah, is she a thing? Do I have to care about her? She started speaking. Yeah, I still don't care. Well, I was thrilled because she did not want a bar of it. She's like, uh, are the students in danger? Is this a bad idea? I'm like, you are asking the correct questions, Yeah, you actually, new vice principal. For once, there's someone with a sense of sensibility <laughs> about education. And the, the fact that they had to explain to him, and uh, then you tried to gas the school. Uh-huh. And that's why you're a chemical terrorist. Let's just suspend reality for a minute. Imagine if you really did have amnesia. Like, let's just say Millsy was a real person and he had the amnesia. Imagine people say to you, oh, here's a list of the things that you did. 
what the actual what? You'd be like, well, I think we've the solution here is that I don't try and remember. Yeah. And from now on just try to be good, which is I think what Finn is angling for. Oh, Vaya, don't get sucked in. I'm sucked in. Good Finn thinks he – this is neighbours – I reckon they're just trying to press the reset button on Maybe him. they are because he probably works better for them as a good character. He's like, cool, well, I like teaching. I can – Sure, why not? I can talk to this nice new vice principal. She might have some work for me. Ellie cannot get a relief teaching gig to save her life. I know because there was some other episode that week where they were like, oh, no, it was that day. They said Ellie didn't want to be there because she had an interview. And I'm like, well, she's not going to get it anyway, so let's not really worry too much about that. Shall we have a moment for hot mess Ellie? <laughs> Can we please? Can we please? She is fabulous. Oh my God. The hotter and messier she gets, the better (laughs) it is. When last we spoke, she had ran her wedding off the road uh, by (laughs) hopping into the sack with her groom's sister. Hate it when that happens. And gave the Chelly Shippers all the gifts they needed to stay alive forevermore. And can I say, amen, neighbours, for your non to diversity, which you've done really well lately, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, it, they've done it really well. I did notice an extra with a hijab the other day in the cafe. Oh, Just diversity in all its forms. Sitting there, having a cappuccino, having a great day. Amazing. Ellie and Chloe, I do wonder sometimes if they both weren't models, conventionally attractive, yeah. symmetrical humans, would they be getting as much love? Probably not. Oh, no, of course not. But baby know, steps. Baby, baby steps. steps. Poor old Chloe's just trying to – she's living at the hotel. I actually feel really sorry for her because, look, everyone has their own views about cheating and its appropriateness or otherwise in the world. And, yes, probably you shouldn't root your brother's fiancé. Mm. Like, I, I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. But – is it cl- – like, Ellie seems to be getting off scot-free. Also, I place a different weight on an affair that is I'm deliberately going to do the dirty on my partner yeah. and really just not give two hoots what they think and I'm going to engage in an emotional affair. I, I don't know what my feelings yeah. – I can't resolve my feelings. Chloe was like, I want to go to a different continent. Yeah. Please let me leave. Yes. <laughs> Her, Don't trap me. And here. then her family guilted her into staying yeah. and like being the wedding planner, which probably she did for free. Yeah, exactly. And she's trying to process her terminal illness. So I give her a few passes. I do too. And also, like, I've massively got their shits with Mark, which hurts me. But <gasps> I know. Because I think, you know what? Like, he's been all very, like, albeit in a kind of not completely Ellie comeback, all is fine. But at least he's bloody talking to her. Like, poor Chloe, I think, has really just copped the brunt of this for him, from him. And I think that is very unfair. And I don't think she's been getting psychological help for her d- disease either. No. Which is problematic. I feel like she should be having regular counselling. Yeah, weekly. And Mark, I've had the opposite reaction to him. Well, he got a pass from me because he seemed to be the only one who stayed the, the correct amount of time of being upset about Sonia. Oh, yeah, no one else no gives two shit. Like the bloody Sharma Rebecca's having a pool party. I thought that was weird. I was like, she was actually related to you guys. Let's just reflect on that for a minute. But they're like, we're moving next door to freeload off our lawyer brother. Woohoo! And Darren are going to move in. 
Yeah. And suddenly we're like, yeah, we bought the house. We're going to settle. Shit, we can't afford it. Can we get a housemate? Yeah. Chloe. Because it's going to be, what is it? The Brenackers. Yeah, although I did love the idea of Thursday night karaoke night. Oh, yeah, that seems That fun. is my typical karaoke night. Yeah. <gasps> Do you think that was a shout out? Actually, it might have been. <gasps> Let's just say it was. I live, I live for the neighbours' shout outs. Okay. Ellie Brennan. Ellie Brennan. Yes. Didn't I say as soon as the ink was dry on that marriage certificate? Oh, for sure. Legally, Beck, how soon can you change your name? Because I know every basic bitch changes it on Facebook within yeah. minutes of the I do. You just have to go get the marriage certificate, go down to birthdays and marriages, line up for a while, probably go take a morning off work. Do you reckon she would have jumped on that? Oh, in a second. The next day when she went to get her coffee, they would have been like, and what's the name for the order? And she would have said, oh, Mrs. Mark Brennan. For sure that's what she said to the barista. I have zero doubts about that. Because she goes to the doctor during the week and they're like, Ellie Brennan. She is so basic. I love her. Oh, I'm. She's done a tirade on me. Yes. She's just, I'm really turning towards looking forward to what she's going to dish up for us next. And now she's got a faux baby. A phoby. Yes. A phoby. 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 It's so good. She look, pees on the pregnancy test. Yeah. Two lines. I've actually done a little artist's impression on the Art of Neighbours Facebook page on a little closer examination of that test if you'd like to check it out. I very much enjoy that. Thanks. And Art of Neighbours hasn't had many arts lately, so I'm trying to jack that up. Yeah, because good. It's good fun. We it need is to good time. get you doodle. It's a free app. Oh. And draw some bad impressions of neighbours. All right, be great. I'm going to try something. You are pregnant, says the test. <laughs> Ellie's like, shit, it's going to be a dry old 2019. Isn't it? For Eleanor Brennan or whatever Ellie's short for. Uh, Mrs. Mark Brennan, I think you mean. <laughs> Mark is torn. Well, firstly, Amy, who, what kind of friend are you? She's like, you better not tell him. <laughs> good, good advice, Amy. Because you want to see if he loves you for you. You know what? Don't take advice from Amy. That's my advice. When a, when a woman gets to the age of Vaya Pashos and Ellie Brennan, you start to care less about the long term of the relationship. Correct. And more about whether or not you're going to sprout offspring. I'm here for you, my friend. <laughs> so I get it. I really don't think Ellie would give two shits if he wanted to let her go to the movies with her. No. No. She tells him he is torn over it. Well, he's not happy with her, but... All Mark wants is a baby. He wants a baby. Oh, it's actually kind of adorably pathetic. And I really thought this was going to be the perfect solution. I thought he'd be like, get out of my house. I don't want to be your husband. I would like your child though. Please give me, what's the correct word instead of custody? Please let the child live with me. Great. Mm, We don't assign terms to children that reflect ownership. Yep. So... That's what I thought. I would have been, it would have been a great legal And battle. Ellie would have been like, fine. It would have like popped out and she would have shoved it off to Mark yeah. and she would have been at the back lane bar. No worries. Back lane bar. All right. And Amy would have sorted that out before she could oh, yeah. even leave town. Correct. However, now Ellie's making baby steps, making headway back with her um, one day marriage. She's allowed to sleep on the couch. Or she's allowed to sleep in the room while Mark yeah, takes the couch. there's a lot of uh, sexual issues, isn't there, between the two of them? And how about that moment when she goes, oh, I don't need to, you don't need to be on the couch. I'll just go sleep in the spare room. <gasps> you mean Chloe's room. Ooh. But then I was like, does Mark, oh, I didn't even want to unpack that actually, if no. I'm being quite honest. I do need to give Mark some accolades for not at least asking Ellie for the lesbian details, you know. I reckon he wanted to, though. <laughs> I think he's had to do some real mental work. I reckon he has. To not Mark. ask. He, well, 
love because she basically keeps trying to root him and he basically keeps saying no and it's very awkward. And they're also having like he's also having kind of it's very 6.30. That's the other thing is because they can't really go into the nitty gritty of it. But she's so desperado. And then she downgrades it to like, can you have a cuddle with me? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, He's wow. like, now nah, I've got to go to the gym. And I'm like, fair enough. Yeah. Got to do a workout. Those Brembros don't wake up like looking like that. Yeah, correct. She goes to this appointment with Leo. Odd choice, but sure. But I feel like a bit on Ramsey Street. It's like, if in doubt, just take Leo. The doctor advises her that because she had taken a sedative, because she was having anxiety over her busted up wedding the sedative had caused a false pregnancy a false positive on yes. her pregnancy test now i presume that's a real thing i'm just going to assume it is yeah that would have been a quick google i imagine it's a real thing yeah and also it, it was very early days like she could have had a chemical pregnancy that's right it was very early days for her to be singing from the rooftops correct and i don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that you have to wait 12 weeks or no. whatever who cares like if you want to share your journey you do you the highs and the lows with those around you go for it but really, she could have just waited till the doctor appointment. There was that. But then, you know what most people would do if they had that doctor appointment? They would then go and say to their husband, remember how I was pregnant? I'm not yeah. now. Uh, and that took how long? How many seconds? That took, what, two seconds for you to say? Yep. Yep. But no, instead, the brains trust that is Mrs. Mark Brennan <laughs> and Leo Tanaka come up with a better plan. Oh, shit. Which is, no, no, let's not tell him, let's just get knocked up and we'll pretend it was all the same thing. When the bloody pingers from Sydney put their heads together to try and come up with a plan. Those we, two. We are in trouble. Because they are a pair of pretty dum-dums, those two, <laughs> aren't they? Like, shit. So then her quest to root Mark just goes up a notch. Which is another part of Leo's idea. Yeah. Just get one in there. Get get one up ya. That was basically it. And, okay, in Nellie's defence, she did shoot all of this down and say he was bananas, but then Mark put his wedding ring on. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> she saw the glimmer of hope. She's so sad. They're all so sad. Oh, bitch. They really are. I've been telling her all year to like go and find a place to live that's not your auntie's house. And the only time I've ever suggested she go back to her auntie's house is when she's sitting alone watching TV because Mark says he didn't want to touch her. Oh. And my heart is already breaking for that poor man who like bought a cot for his unborn fetus and then had to give it to Paige. I know. And then let's face it, the woman he really loved died. Oh, oh this is a, just a terrible turn of events. One of my highlights from him for the week, because I love his bringing his A game lately. When he comes home, Ellie's been gone for a run which should have been the first clue that yeah. she wasn't pregnant because who would have the energy? She comes in. She goes, I thought you were going to work. And Mark goes, not yet. Something I've got to do first. And grabs her and pashes her. Yes. And then. I love you so much. I thought I was ready, but I'm not. It's okay. It's okay. We can, we can take things slow. It feels wrong. Please don't say that. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't touch you. I'm not sure I'll ever be able to again. And then he's like, no, nah, still don't want to touch you. <laughs> 
It's so cringy. It's so cringy. It's great though. It's so good. And I have to say, what's Mark's real name? The actor? Scott McGregor. Scott McGregor. Also as beautiful as Mark Brennan, as it turns out. Really is. Like, he's done some great work lately. Do you reckon he and Eve just, just, he's like, she's like, before you go. Yeah. Let's just get in a room, just do some uh, some trust exercises. Yeah. He fell off a table, she caught him. Yeah. <laughs> do a few, like just read a few monologues yeah. and just nut some stuff out. Because she's gone up a notch. Whatever theatre sport she she taught him have really paid yeah, off like, for me. Well done. Always work on your craft in no matter yeah. what industry you're in. Well done you, Scott. Personal development. That is just a great week. I want to press the skip button on Gazmi. Gaz, Gary and Amy do not care. Do not care. Add them to Finn's brother and Robinson Pines Mm -hmm. for things I don't care about. And the only reason I will start to care is when Kyle Coyle, Dyla Kyle, comes back to the street because that's imminent. Now, he was also during the Imogen phase I popped out of, so I don't know him either. He was a problematic character who, like, date-raped another character and then they kind of whitewashed over that and made him a hashtag good guy again, not all men. And he became just larrikin about the street. and So yeah. he was Amy's – no. Yeah, he, did, he actually married Georgia, who was Toadie's cousin. Right. Is Toadie's cousin. She went over to the cancer hospital in Germany, which is where they should have rushed Sonia to. Yeah. Then while he was split up from Georgia, he got together with Amy and they had a really sweet romance. It was a very rom-com-esque, both working on, on the dialogue business, oh, construction sites together, flirting over, like Bossy was in between them and yeah, it was fun. cute. They had a really sweet relationship and then he left the show. So like, well, you better go back to your wife in Germany. And then yeah. Amy's just kicking around the canning house, I guess paying rent still. But So he's Gary's son. Mm-hmm. Xanthi's brother. Why do people need to keep like rooting in like cross-generational families? I made this observation on Dave Graney's show on Triple R and that is that I think someone in the production has a kink. Yes. Because one is enough. One is too much. One is too many. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I very quickly corrected myself there. But now we're going to have two lots, yeah. I assume. Yep. We're going to have the Willis Tanakas, the Willackers, <laughs> and the Knobbinsons, <laughs> and it's just not going to be great. There's got to be someone in the production who's married to their first cousin or something. I reckon. Because <laughs> it's, it's not okay. <laughs> They're trying to normalise it. Because we've skipped that, we're t- it's time to do Citizen of the Week or Citizen of the Week, Beck. Ooh. Our favourite part of the week, I'll go Ooh. Say. Well, I'm going to say already Citizen of the Week, Imogen Willis, because she is, what, 23, 22, 23, yep. at the cusp, at the dawn of her long career as a lawyer, hopefully. And, like, she's done her due, paid her dues with the wrestlers. She doesn't want to kick around Rebecca Law bloody no. losing murder trials. Who does? She wants to take the reins, get her clients. She's decided to represent Finn Kelly for all of his chemical terrorism and gro- grooming and torture and murder and whatever that is. A hell lot of stuff. Everything. You know, you've just got to hustle and she's hustling. You go, girl. Well done. Um, I think I'm going to give Citizen of the Week to someone who didn't have a lot of action this week, but I think they did it well. And that was David Tanaka because... I really think he's trying to be a responsible medical professional. He tried to bring some sensibility to Millsy's crime tour of Ramsey Street. (laughs) 
And also he was very kind about Chloe moving in. Like if I was just moving into a house with my husband, I probably wouldn't want their sister who had rooted my brother-in-law's wife to live with us. But no, David was fine. And I think David is a good bloke and should get more credit. Fair. And I do appreciate that he sees the bond that Aaron and Chloe have had and they've have had a rift in that bond recently and he sees the opportunity for them to mend that and that's nice. Yes. So you go, David. Now, another announcement which didn't fit in at the start of the show, is that I am going to be on another podcast. Because <gasps> you don't have enough going it's on. It's just if I'm awake, I'm podcasting. Yeah. That's how it is. Like Imogen. Just got to get it all done. Got your hustle on. Summer school, autumn school, whatever you need. <laughs> this is so fun. We've recorded our first episode the other day and what it is is that there's an audio series that got made a few years ago called Night Terrace. And I always meant to listen to it at the time and didn't. It was on my to-do list. I didn't get it done because it stars Jackie Woodburn as a like time-travelling doctor. (gasps) Like five years before Doctor Who was a woman, this show was doing it. And she's so perfect. She plays Dr. Anastasia Black. She time-travels. She goes through space and has adventures in audio form. And this show has been been picked up by BBC Radio 4 Extra. And the show is going to be airing there again. And they're releasing a companion podcast, which is what I'm going to be hosting, talking about the goings on behind the scenes. That's amazing. And they have assured me that I might be meeting Jackie at some (gasps) point. I don't even know. What what would you you say? I, I I don't know. I couldn't say two words on stage with Colette the other day. What am I going to do about this? I know. Because I actually think like, oh, this is Sue's. big. This is like. And I, listening to her in my ears doing a radio, a scripted radio series, I've got this new level of love for her. (gasps) Is that even possible? It is. So you can listen to the first episode if you go to nightterrace.com. There's a free episode, the first one. You can download it. Have a listen. Let me know what you reckon. And because we will be asking for listener questions as we record the Mm. future episodes. And I really think the UK audience in particular is going to love this. There's so many neighbours jokes in there. It's going to be great. And the podcasts on the terrace about Night Terrace. So that'll all be coming up. Keep an eye on all the socials. Beck, uh, have a great time at the grand final tomorrow. Well, at the party of the grand final. Well, the actual yeah. grand final is in Adelaide. But there will be uh, party pies and hot dogs and other assorted football nibbles. And will you guys be doing a debrief of the game on Chicks Talking Footy? We will every Wednesday night on Joy 94.9 at 7pm or via your preferred podcast application. And while you're there, you can check back out on Buddy Watch. That was a bloody great time. I reckon well, I'm going to listen to it again. It's really fun. We just had a good groove going. And you can, I don't know if you can still watch the show, but I don't think you need to. I think it's around. Yeah. Um, Probably on the internet. There's a lot of stuff on the internet. <laughs> Find us in all the places, Neighbours Pod, Twitter, Facebook, join the Neighbours Council. It's been hopping in there lately. Yeah. I need to contribute more. I need to say more things. Well, if people have legal questions about anything, yeah, even if it's not family law, especially because if it's family law, they should pay you. Otherwise, I can just, you know, make things up. Or footy. Footy. Yeah. That's my other That's my yeah, other Footy, thing. wrestling law. Yeah, footy and law. That's me. And patrons, check your app because get Patreon. You'll see the little circle up the top and you'll see if I do a lens. Yes. I'm going to do another one right now. And... Schlive, go see Colette and Jeff at the comedy go festival. and see it. And tell us if you go because I want to go see it again because they improvise some stuff so it's going to be a different show. So That's I wanna, what I was thinking. Yeah. It would be different every time. I want to go watch it when they're both, both going to pass out from exhaustion maybe at the end of Easter. In a nice way. 
So let us know when you go because we might see you upstairs for a drink at Campari House. CJ and Kate, we'll check in with them next time. Beck, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Vera. It was very fun and exciting and I loved it. And we'll catch you soon. Bye. Bye. I can't touch you. I can't touch you. I can't touch you. I can't touch you. Have a time. Every time you see me, that hammer's just so hype. I'm dope on the floor and I'm magic on the mic. Now why would I ever stop doing this with others making records? Can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this.